0: We're losing! Teamwork, guys, more teamwork. They're work. burying us alive! Eddie Shore? Oh, piss on Eddie Shore! Old time hockey? Piss on old time hockey! You're blowing it! And now, Between the Stammers, your unofficial Canucks cast.
1: Here's Arden Caleb. Hello, and welcome back to Between the Stammers. It's a Thursday, April 10th, I believe. It's a Thursday? Is it a Thursday?
0: No, dude, it's a Wednesday. Oh, is it? <laughs> Welcome to BTS. It's a Wednesday,
1: April 10th. Oh, I thought we were a day late. I guess not. Oh, no. Playoffs started today. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. So the NHL playoffs have started. Uh, the Canucks off season has begun. They've cleaned out their lockers. Uh, a lot of big decisions to uh, be made for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, one decision, kind of taken out of their hands, or... Made a little bit harder for them. The NHL Draft Lottery tragedy happened on Tuesday. Fuck, you want get, to get into that? I kind of want to get into that. We'll get into that. We'll get into uh, the comments from the Canucks and the coaching staff in their year-end media interviews. Uh, we'll talk about the NHL playoffs, of course, as well. What do you want to start with? I want to start with the Draft Lottery. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of the hot topic in Canuckland. It right is now. the hot topic in Canuckland. And, and to be honest, like... So going into the draft lottery, the Canucks had a a, a, a shot at the first overall pick. A, a very shot. slim shot. Had a, had a slim shot. Yeah. So a, I think it was 5% shot at first <sighs> overall. But something is, is rotten in the state of Denmark
0: here with this draft lottery, don't you think? Why is it always dead? I got my I got my tint. Well, it's a it's a saying. Is it? Yeah. Why is it's it from uh, it's from Macbeth? No, Hamlet. It's oh, from Hamlet. It's Shakespeare. Yeah. Okay. Um. Um. Anyways, enough about Shakespeare. I knew something
1: for is wrong. The Canucks with are with this draft lottery. Uh, the the I just knew that the Canucks weren't going to get a top three pick. I just knew it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Well, that's because you're a naysayer. Am I, though? I thought I was... you're a bit of a naysayer. I thought I was pretty positive on this podcast. You can be. Yeah, I I just knew that they were probably going to pick ninth. That's what I said to you the day before. I was like, they're going to pick ninth. And you were wrong.
0: They are going to pick tenth.
1: Yeah, well, I should have known.
0: Dude, what is with these teams? It's like every year a team in like this 11-12 range jumps up and into the top three. The thing that pisses me off about this is this. And I got my tinfoil hat on a little bit here New York is a massive hockey market in the States. Chicago is a massive hockey market in the States. The New Jersey Devils have a massive arena. They have a really, really tough time selling it out. They had a shit year. So if
1: you've missed it, the New York Rangers, the New Jersey Devils. New Jersey Devils got the first overall pick. Thanks, Taylor Hall. The New York Rangers got the second overall, and the Chicago Blackhawks got the third. Yeah, overall. and
0: the Blackhawks jumped from, like, 12th to third yeah. for that third overall pick. And as soon as that happened, I just, like, I was pissed. I was so mad. I'm oh, like, of course, Chicago, you know, they have, like, two bad seasons, and they're already jumping in there, getting ready for, like, another generational player. Um, You do have your tinfoil hat I, on. No, I, I, no, no, hold on. Let me finish, because I am ticked. Was cool. They got the saying? fucking ball hopper right there yeah. where the balls come out and they can show everybody how this process works. It's a random thing. It's balls. We used to watch it on like the lottery when we were kids. They dropped the balls and you'd see what the numbers were. Show us the balls. Don't don't get those two Jabronis hiding behind the curtain coming out with the stacks of
1: cards. Making it worse is that there was some leaked set pictures of the whole draft lottery process showing that before it was aired, we knew they knew already who was getting the top three picks. It just pisses me off because it's like,
0: it's a draft lottery. You have the odds right in front of you. You have the ability
1: to broadcast that live. People want to see that. Show us the balls. Yeah. Why not? Why wouldn't you? At least the Edmonton Oilers didn't get the first overall pick. Oh, yeah. I mean... Fine, but it's just like, like the Canucks would fall every year in
0: this draft lottery. And this is what, like, Tankists, are you happy? Are you happy we got the 10th overall pick? You know? Well, you know even what if they're we would, say. Even if we would have finished in the, uh, in the bottom three, we still wouldn't have picked in the top three. That's the whole thing. Everybody fell out. You know? Colorado fell out. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what was the other you mean team the that was the Ottawa Senators. Yeah. Fell out. <laughs> yeah. The
0: Ottawa Senators, Colorado's pick that they no got. Duchesne than the,
1: deal. No one's happier than the Ottawa Senators right? that they didn't lose out to Jack Hughes. On ah, this it's
0: just like all those teams that thought they were picking top three that had the best odds, they all fell out.
1: Yeah. It so, just
0: shows that, like, this this draft lottery is it's no one good. of those things that's not really that good. Why can you only jump up into the top three? Why can't you jump up a couple?
1: Why can't those balls just fall where they may? Mm -hmm. So you want everybody in the draft lottery to be able to land anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes sense. That's how they do it in the uh, NBA. Yeah. So I don't see why they can't do it here in the NHL. I I just think that like NHL GMs and NHL owners and people
0: on the NHL PA, Mm -hmm. I think they're all just bad at math. (laughs) You know, like they've all been hit one too many times into the boards and they're like, oh, this is the solution. It's Mm -hmm. not. It's shit. It fucking sucks to watch, too. There's no excitement. You know, you see Bill Daly standing there with his head that looks like a thumb, and he's just flipping cards that these two guys in the back are rigging. It fucking pisses me off. Two guys in the Jesus. back are rigging. like, dude, she, well, like, you have the machine. Yep. Yeah. All right, that's enough about that. Let's talk about Taylor Hall. Well, yeah. I mean, the whole Taylor Hall thing is just incredible. Like, the the rub on that is
1: incredible. His tweet. So, if you've missed his tweet, he tweeted last night. They talk about Gretzky's 92 goals or Sittler's 10 points in one game as records that'll never be broken. Yeah. But winning five draft lotteries in your first nine years in the league in two different draft lottery errors, no less. That is a record that will stand forever. Yeah. How many beers deep was he when he was typing that one up, eh? He, uh, according to a response to his tweet, someone said, of course he's drunk. I've seen him show up to a bar in his pajamas before. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Oh, man. <laughs> you
0: know, he's going to stay in New Jersey now. Like, they got Jack Hughes. They got shear, They got him.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, that
0: team's going to turn around really quickly. This season was kind of an anomaly for them. Mm-hmm. They had, like, a goalie that was, like, the lowest of the lows in confidence. And I think that was a big reason why they lost so many games. They're not as bad of a team on paper. And with Jack Hughes coming in, like they're going to be good and they're going to be good for a while moving forward.
1: Are we sure Jack Hughes is the guy that they're going to go? I think so. Yeah. Not why the, wouldn't uh, you know. Not the finish kid? No. Well, like that's the spine of your team, those two guys. Yeah.
0: Right? I think they'll be great. I think yeah. that team is going to be very good very quickly.
1: Well, we can't dwell on it as Canuck fans because the Canucks have the 10th overall pick. Who are they going to take at number 10? You got to take Matthew Boldy now. You do have to take him. I think you have to take
0: him. Like, the Canucks need a left winger Mm -hmm. in a pretty bad way. They also need a left winger who can skate, who can shoot, who can go to the net. Like, Matthew Boldy's scouting report, he's a big guy. He's 6'2". His scouting report is he has a great shot, and he's got a nose for the net. He can tip pucks. He can do all those types of things, score you goals off of rebounds. We don't see that that much on this Canuck team, and if they have a guy like that that they can add to complement the other pieces, to complement your Besser, your PD moving forward, why not go with Boldy? Boldy has a lot of promise, man. Like, you know, he's playing in, in 55 games down in the USHL, 30 goals, 69 points. People are comparing him to Mark Stone. I'd take a Mark Stone on the Canucks any day of the week. I wanted Mark Stone on the Canucks, mm-hmm.
1: right? So that that's that's who I'd go. What with. about another defenseman? Eh. our buddy Chris uh, Favor there. He yeah, he's,
0: he's high on Soderstrom.
1: Yeah, but I think the need for for
0: um, another defenseman is just as high for another uh, winger who can crash and bang and get to the
1: greasy areas. Those are the two weakest points on this team. Let's say Bowen Byram fell to. Oh attendance. yeah, take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Cause I mean, there's a chance you never know. when he's not. Quinn falling. Hughes felt. Dude, uh, he's the
0: only top-ranked D-man in in the top ten. Yeah, like a team's gonna pull him. Yeah, teams just need defensemen.
1: Yeah, right. So you're you want Boldy? I want Boldy. Okay. I I wouldn't mind them picking a defenseman. Yeah, you so. look so chill right now. You've had a couple beers. You put your hand up. Ah, hey, hey, I'm Martin Aronson. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna pretend like I'm a draft expert and pretend like i know every prospect so i i i just think that uh, they could still use defensemen, but sure yeah Goldie. well i mean if we he's got, mark stone of course we got <laughs> jet woo in the pipeline i think he's gonna
0: pan out he's not gonna be like your top pairing guy mm-hmm. but he brings a physical element and i think you'll levy's gonna make this team next yeah. year yeah. i will go on record saying i'm thinking you is making this team out of camp okay uh you said that
1: last year so Hopefully he can do it this year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here we go. The Canucks also cleaned out their lockers this week. uh, And all the players met with the media. Started first with Travis Green and Jim Benning talking about how happy they were about the team and how they took a step forward this year. You know what? They
0: did take a step forward this Mm -hmm. year. But one thing that bugs me about Green in this presser. I think. It's like yeah. they asked him, like, what do you expect out of this team next year? And they wouldn't say playoffs. They wouldn't utter the word playoffs. And, I like, I know that's kind of putting, like, a, a, a noose around your neck if you don't make the playoffs. But I want to see that bold prediction. I want to see him say we will be good enough to make the playoffs. He's going to leave that to Caleb Kirby on Between the Stammers. Well, what do the Canucks need to fix? The power play was the reason they didn't make it this year. I, I fully believe that. When they needed the power play – In January and February, it just, poof, into thin air. Mm -hmm. And if they would have had something at that point in all those one-goal games, tie wins, you know, that would have gotten them the extra 10 10 to 12 points that they needed. I I really think that.
1: I thought it was, again, the defense. As soon as there were a couple of injuries and the defense went down, you had guys like Pouliot. Out there, Gabranson out there pulling yeah. huge minutes, and they were letting. Well, in. you got to get were Pugliot, You got
0: to get Pouliot the f out of here, and you got to get Gabranson the f out of here. But like, we talked about that. The offensive struggles of this team, especially on the power play, are just horrible. Like they just were. They, even with those those um, glaring problems on defense, the Canucks were still in a lot of those games. They're just losing by one goal.
1: Yeah, there was always a shitty goal because of their defensemen giving up the puck, and it was either one of those two guys. And the only reason they were taking so much time on the ice was because guys like Tanev and Hedler just couldn't stay in the lineup. And yeah. because of that, uh, Benning not having anybody to come in and fill those minutes, that's why I think they missed the playoffs. But okay, sure, we could blame it on the power play as well.
0: I'm blaming it on the power play. I know you are. 100%. Yeah. Uh
1: anything else stand out to you from that uh postseason presser, I guess we want to call it? Yeah, there's a few things that stood out to me. Okay. I mean,
0: like Brock Besser, mm-hmm. I thought he was pretty honest about how frustrating his season was at the beginning, talking about the injuries that were pulling him and pushing him in and out of games, you know, uh a bad groin. Um he was also talking about how he thought by the end of the season he became a better player um than he has ever been in the nhl and i agree with that i thought bester has been an all-around like he finished the season really strong in a lot of different ways i mean he was scoring goals he was getting assists but he was also winning battles on the boards his chemistry i think with uh pd towards the end of the season had improved even more there was a lot of things i liked about uh bester's game uh at the end of the season and i thought he did himself a few favors by talking about off training and what he needs to improve he was saying you know, like I need to become a better skater, which is evident. And and Besser does need to become a better skater. And he was also, you know, talking about taking that next jump to becoming like a pro. Well, let's... Besser, like a lot of people, can call this a, a sophomore slump for Besser. But I mean, at the end of the day, it was still a pretty successful season for him. If this is a sophomore slump, I'll take it like any day of the week yeah. for, for him.
1: Yeah. Uh, here's Brock Besser talking about. Uh... I guess, his year in a nutshell.
0: Um, You know, I felt I've I've learned a lot throughout this whole year. and um, I've taken steps as a player. And, um, you know, I still personally think I can take a huge step. Um, You know, I remember you guys comparing when Bo took that huge step going into his third year. I think I can take that step for next year.
1: So that's Brock Besser talking about how he can take another step forward. I mean, it's all talk at this point. So That's you don't why believe I don't, it? I hate these pressers at you the end of the year. You don't believe it at all? I'm not I'm not saying I don't believe it, but I hate these pressers at the end of the year. I don't give a shit about
0: them. Well, it's a year in review, it's reflection time, and when you hear players yeah. be on when you hear a player be honest with themselves about their year like Brock did, he owned up to it. Yeah. I think that has some more merit. Sure. When you listen to a guy like Louie mm-hmm. talk about how he was you know, kind of put into a different role. He wasn't put into a different role. He played so shitty, they had nowhere else to put him on the team. Mm-hmm. I think Louis is a guy who wasn't accountable for how his season went this year, whereas a guy like Besser was talking about all the
1: things that he needed to work on. But in the end, Caleb, it doesn't fucking matter. They're going to come back next year. Maybe Louis Erickson scores 35 goals next year. Maybe Brock Besser scores 15. In the end, it doesn't matter I think what it they does say matter. at the end of this I think
0: it does year. matter because it shows where these players, where their mindsets are. And it also gives uh, management and the media, like it gives them a real good temperature to start talking about where this team needs to go. The fans are not on Louis Erickson's side. Nobody wants Louis back here next year. Mm -hmm. Nobody, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then to hear him talk the way he talked in that presser about his bad year, like, yeah, ship his ass out of here. If you have a bad year, own up to it. Hutton did it last year, you know? He's like, I had a bad year. I wasn't in good enough shape. Green benched me. I deserved it. We talked. We're moving forward. He comes back this year, trains with Giroux in the offseason, fucking crushes it, makes yeah. the team. Probably but earned that's, himsa- but that's probably what's important. Probably
1: earned himself a contract going forward. But, Caleb, right? that's that's what's important. His What he did in the offseason, not what he said in the post-game, post yeah, but presser. when you're
0: confirming it, when, when you have that confirmation, when a player has that affirmation themselves about what they're doing and what they're doing wrong and what they need to fix, it's a lot better and it gives you an understanding that, yeah, this guy's mind is in the right sure. place of what he needs to do. Okay, You can say talk is cheap yeah. all you fucking want, but when you have a guy out there who isn't even owning up to his mistakes, mm-hmm. like a guy like Louie, that's the guy you got to cut bait with, not the guy who's like, I'm willing to to make an effort and put an effort in. At least that talk, even though it may be cheap down the road because he didn't succeed it, at least he's not so delusional that he knows what he has
1: to do. He's yeah. saying what he has to do. But there's also, and I'm not making excuses for Louis Erickson, but it it, it maybe it's coming out of his mouth differently than what you're hearing too. No, like you it's have, not. You have no you have no idea what's going to happen this off season and what he does. In the office. It's season.
0: not. It's not. He says he wants to play out the remaining three years here, and he didn't take any. But what else is he, he going to say? He didn't confirm. Yeah, well, you know what he should say? I need to play better. I was brought here for $6 million a year to fucking score goals, to be a 30-score goal, 30-goal scorer per year. I have 32 goals in three fucking seasons. Yeah. I need to be better. Louis didn't say that, Yeah, right? Brock Besser fucking said that.
1: Yeah, but he's not paid to say that. He's paid to do it. But he should know that he needs to say it. He doesn't give a shit. He's not a leader on this team. We see that. Yeah, but he doesn't give a
0: shit. I think it's pretty clear, even in the way that he handled himself in that press conference, that he doesn't give a shit. Again, though. Right? Talk is cheap. He did not do himself any favors in that press conference.
1: But what I'm saying is, you know how many times I've heard players Professional athletes say they're gonna say they're gonna come back and have a good year, or say they're gonna work in the off season, and it's gonna be different next year. And then the next year, it's not different. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, but at
0: least they're at least they're confirming it. It doesn't make it any better. Yeah, though. it does make it better. It yes, does. it does
1: because his talk makes it better. Yes,
0: his talk does make it better because at least he's being honest with himself at that time when he's talking about it, and he's being honest with the media rather than blaming it on something else.
1: Yeah. Uh, Louis Erickson was asked if he wants to play out the end of his uh, three-year mega deal he has in Vancouver. Louis, you've got three years left on the deal, so you're halfway through the contract.
0: Like, will you just take it year by year? Do you anticipate playing three more years in the <sighs> NHL? Yeah, I am. I mean, I, I always want to play as, as as many years as I can, and uh, I, my body still feels good and. Uh, and I still think I can do it so um that's always been been my goal to to play every year and I uh, I mean it's obviously still fun to play games like this and uh, and be in the league so uh for sure, for sure. Uh, I'll tell you what's not fun that's watching Jeff that pa- guy drag his ass
1: up and down the ice every fucking night it's brutal he needs to be off this team I don't disagree with that uh Jeff Patterson uh from TSN 1040 with that uh question that everybody's talking about in the post yeah what do you think professor? of that question you think that's unfair no i think it's a fine question and yeah. i think louis erickson answered it exactly how i expected him to answer it i would have liked a little more accountability
0: from louis with that answer but i mean that's he's a soft that just proves sweet.
1: that just proves my point he's a soft spoken sweet i didn't expect anything less i just i you know? like if you're a competitive
0: player yeah. you should have a little bit of fire and you should own up to some of the things that you've done Right, he hasn't. He should be out of here.
1: Yeah, uh, it's but still, he's not because of his contract. Well, we'll see. And uh, some teams got to reach the cap floor, right? We'll Benning's see. Benning's got to get creative. We'll see his his competitiveness in the off season too. If he does come back, the big
0: the big thing that the Canucks have to do this off season is not uh, worry about who they're going to add. They have to start thinking about how they're going to get rid of some of these these guys. That's addition, the number one thing. Addition by
1: subtraction. What do you think? You agree? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. Like uh, Sutter, I just, I just the only thing I'm saying here is I don't give a shit what any of these guys say in these post game pressers, post season pressers. I do. I know you do. I think it's I think it's important. It's very
0: clear here that you do. It's it's like an exit interview from a job, you know. You explain what went wrong. You you can say you can give feedback on what was working, what wasn't working. And not only do uh, you learn from it when you come to those realizations yourself, but the team, um, your coaches, the owners, the GMs, they can all learn from this.
1: Yeah, it's still a results-based industry, though. And if Brock Besser comes back and, you know, his skating isn't up to snuff, it doesn't matter what he said here in the offseason.
0: No, but at least you know that he's going to go and he's going to work on it. That's what he said. So there's accountability there. If he didn't say anything and his skating was shitty, you wouldn't be like, well, you said you were going to work on your skating, right? There's a difference. You can hold him to the fact that he said he's going to go work on his skating versus if he doesn't say anything and he's all loosey-goosey about his interview and he shows up and he's the same player, you're going to be like, oh, I'm a little disappointed he didn't do anything.
1: Yeah, and you can, you can say that still. It doesn't matter whether he said it before or after. You could be like, he probably should have worked on his skating this off season. You can say he probably should have, yeah. but
0: he is being accountable for it. That's the difference. That's right. why I was hoping Green would say, I want to make playoffs. Because if he would have said that and they missed the playoffs next season, then you would have been like, well, you said this, so you failed, and that's grounds for, you know, whatever's going to happen to you moving forward. Mm-hmm.
1: Outside of Louis Erickson's uh, questionable answer to the question he uh, questions that he took from the media, thank you, Jeff Patterson, uh, I think that the postseason presser with all the players was pretty positive. Like, everybody was pretty positive about it, weren't they? And they had Stetcher come out with Bo Horvat, Elias Patterson, and Brock Besser. What'd that tell you? Yeah, I mean, Stetcher's going to have an A moving forward. Like, I, I believe that. Yeah. He's a leader on this team. How many A's are they going to give out? Who's getting the A's? Who's getting the C's next year? Well, I think Bo gets the C. Yeah. I think you got to move some of these guys who have A's on currently out of here. Alex Edler, one of them, and uh, Sutter and Brandon Sutter, the other one. And who's the other one? The third. I guess Horvat has an A, right? Yep. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Alternate captains. Uh, for your captain, it's Horvat. Who are your assistant captains?
0: I think Stetcher should be one of them. Your
1: alternate I captains. I don't know Sorry. what. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen with Edler, and the more
0: I think about the Edler situation, the more I'm starting to lean towards maybe not re-signing
1: him. Alex Edler was asked about his contract, uh, and if he's going to sign or hopes to sign in Vancouver. It sounds like he wants to. It sounds like both sides want him there. Something is holding it up right now. What do you think it is? Edler sat on that panel with um,
0: himself, Sutter, Tanner Pearson and Louie Erickson, I ran a poll on Twitter and I said, if you can have only one of these guys back, who would you take? Guess who won the poll?
1: So you, you, you uh, all those players you put on that poll. Yeah. yeah. Out of uh, the four. Yeah, I voted uh, Alex Edler yeah. on that. Yeah, And uh, it will give us the answer. Pearson won 52%. So how many votes did you get? I got 75 votes. Okay.
0: Did you vote? I didn't vote. I never. I don't vote in my own polls. All right, well, who would you vote for? I don't want to sway the numbers. I'm starting to lean towards a guy like Tanner Pearson over Edler. Really? My issue with Edler is he's a horse. He puts in those minutes, but I think we put too much stock into him. And I've been thinking about it more and more, especially with his offensive output, man. Like, when he broke that record of Olin's this year, 94 goals, 14 seasons. Mm -hmm. This is the guy on our first unit power play? Mm -hmm. Like, what the – no wonder we're not doing anything from the back end. You know, he broke that record. He, he, um, Olin had played a full season less, and Olin wasn't on the power play. No, he wasn't. How many years has Adler, Alex Edler been on that power play? And those are his production numbers.
1: Yeah, I've never considered uh, Matthias Olin an offensive player. So yeah, I yeah. just think these young guys have the potential to step up
0: or step into this lineup. And right now, for me, Alex Edler, like with maybe what he's asking. With uh, the fact that this contract could hurt us in the future, if it is, like, say, three seasons, say he gets a no-trade clause, like, I think there's a lot more things to worry about. If we can get him at a good price, yeah, sign him. But I'm leaning more towards
1: cutting bait with this guy every single day. Jay Bomeister signed an extension post-pre-playoffs, uh, right before the playoffs. Yeah. One year, $3.25 million.
0: Yeah, I mean, if Edler signs that, by all means. He won't. He wants multiple yeah.
1: years. This could be his last contract. It will be his last contract. Yeah. What would you – What? what's the number that you like I don't like even know if at? I want to do maximum three. I think
0: I want to do two. I think maybe two with an option, you know, mm-hmm. max four million. Yeah. And even that I think is kind of steep for what we're having. Especially if he comes back and they're still like, oh, let's put him on the power play. Get him fucking off the power
1: play. It's just a lot of pressure to put on some of the young kids if you don't bring him back. Well, Quinn Hughes comes in.
0: He's automatically ready. I thought Hutton had a good season stepping in while Edler was gone. You know, I know thought, there's going to be injuries, though. Stetcher had a good season stepping in while he was gone. Even when uh, I think you re-sign a guy like Shen, who's back there doing pretty good things, sign him. I think you have uh, your Ashton Sautner who can step into that five-six role. Like I said, I think Uwe going to make the jump next year. There's a lot of guys he brings, like, um, Benning brought in Brogan Rafferty, Josh Tevez. This is now starting to look like a bit more of a logjam at D, and some of these guys are obviously going to not pan out, but some of them will. And I think there's almost enough depth there to say goodbye to the likes of Alex Adler. And I don't think Tanev, like, I would look at moving Tanev this offseason just because of his history, you
1: know? So do you think I don't the, think you need them both. Do you think the Canucks should have traded Alex Edler? Pushed hard to get him out of there. He wouldn't have moved, though. Mm-hmm. Canucks have been
0: trying to move him for three seasons. Yeah. He won't move. Yeah. Now we finally have the option to cut bait from this guy, even though it's not a trade, and we might not. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I think Jim Benning said it. Uh, he said it on air this week that they want to bring in a yeah. top six defenseman. He said that through free agency, through trade somehow. I'm fucking worried about that. that. Yeah. Because it's like. So if that's not Edler, who is it? If
0: that's not Edler, who is it? And he's going to overpay. He was talking about that with a winger, too. He's like, I want to bring in a top six winger. And, like, I look at that, and I'm just so worried. Like, when I look at the top six wingers who are available, Brett Connolly immediately jumps off the page for, like, a guy that Benning would go after. Brett Connolly, like, doubled his numbers this year offensively. It's the first year he's ever done it. He's 26 years old. He's a good Campbell River kid. But I just feel like he's, like, the consummate guy somebody out there in free agency is going to overpay for. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm really worried that Benning's going to make a, a run at him. Which sucks. You shouldn't be worried that your GM is going to overpay for people. Right? Well, he's, but it's shown,
1: the, he's shown that's it's, what he
0: does. It's the weakest part of, of his job, I
1: think. Well, the draft's coming up. Would you like to see the Canucks trade up in the draft? I'm sure it's something that we'll discuss as the draft gets closer. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine at 10. If you get boldy, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Well, if there's a trade to be made, maybe you could jump up and get that Hughes guy. That'd be cool. Yeah, but who are you trading? I don't know. What pieces are you willing to part with? Yeah, I
0: don't know. Who would you part with? Do you have anybody in your mind that you'd be like, ah, I
1: could see him go? Uh, how about, Of any value? How about uh, Sutter, Beagle, a second-round draft pick for, and the 10th overall pick for the number
0: one y- you pick? You are feeling good over there, aren't you?
1: <laughs> no, that's just a solid, what was it, Mason Raymond, a second-rounder? Yeah. What, what, what was the trade that everybody always yeah. wanted
0: to do? Either him or Grabner. Grabner actually ended up going, though. Beagle, I thought, had had said some pretty good things about this team in the exit interview. Did you hear anything of what he had to say? I'm sure a lot of people had a lot of good
1: things to no, say. I thought, Beagle, I thought
0: Beagle did himself a few favors in this exit interview. I thought, like, the way he was talking, he, he was another one of those guys who didn't just not take accountability for anything. He said, like, the PK's got to get better, and that's what he's here for. And, um... I think <laughs> when he started talking about the power play overall, he's like, he's like, I think we're on the cusp of a really good power play. He's been a guy who's won a cup with another team, and he thinks the Canucks are going to be knocking next year.
1: Yeah. I'll be honest with you, man. I don't watch these postseason pressers ever. I hate yeah. them. I hate them. I hate them with a passion. Well, then
0: you wouldn't know that Antoine Roussel might not come back until December. Did you know that, Art?
1: Well, no he didn't because well,
0: you're you doing much to
1: No, I I can get that quote from somebody later. Yeah, you got to I don't me have to right watch. now live on between the Stammers. I don't have to watch Too that cool for in the post season presser, the most overrated presser of all time. No, oh, you're not. Anyway,
0: Roussel might not be back till December, which sucks cuz he was a pretty effective piece on this team when he was playing. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of things right, and I think he was Positive for, for, you know, that third line's development. I think, like, next year you're, you're going to see him maybe play with Jake a little more. And uh, those two together could be a piece of business, especially if they're with a guy like Adam Gaudette.
1: You got those three centers down the middle. They all got to get better. Everybody has to get better. That's, that's all I want to hear. That's all I needed to hear in the postseason presser. They all know it. Go out and do it in the offseason. That's what I said last year. This team is as good as the young players want to be in the offseason. They got to go out there and want it. Like It's like Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves always say like they and do in the offseason. Since the moment they got into this league, they wanted to be a better player the next year. Yeah. And they went out and did it in the offseason. So the young players have to do it here. And the best players in the league do it every year. They go and get better in the offseason. Whether they say it in the post game press what's, post-season well, or not,
0: what do you think they're not going? They're not going to. I don't know. You don't think a guy like Petey's going to take a step? You don't think a guy like Brock's going to take a step?
1: I I don't know. I hope so, but I think they will. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, but nothing is given in this world, right? You gotta go, you gotta go out there and earn it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I don't know how many times you see a professional athlete, the difference between good and great is want. So we don't know that about players. Like, how many of them actually want it? You don't think a guy like Petey wants it? I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying some Well, what guys, do you think? Are you just going to sit on be the fence, or are you going to fucking make a
0: jump to a like, be on a side here? Or are you just going to, like... Tip top one way or the
1: other. I'm not saying you're being fucking Well, I'm I'm not saying I I'm not saying what's in their heads. I have no idea what's their heads. You don't think
0: a heads. guy like is competitive. After what you've seen this season, you don't think that he's gonna go in there, fucking crush it this summer and get better. You don't think so?
1: I think so, but it doesn't matter what I then think. Then say it. It doesn't matter what I think. Then say it. It doesn't matter what I think. I think i want not Then why both, are you yeah. on a podcast? It doesn't matter. Okay. That's, that's what I said, and it we doesn't the, matter we need what he says. We need the sound drop for The Rock here. It's what he does. It's not what he says in the postseason presser. I think it's both. Go out there and do it. Okay. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I see it anyway. Good. That's why I don't give a shit about those fucking postseason okay. pressers. Great. Yeah. What else do you want to talk about? Uh, The NHL postseason is well underway. I don't give a shit about the postseason. The
0: Canucks aren't in the postseason. Why should I care?
1: Okay, we don't have to talk about the postseason if you don't want to. We can talk <laughs> about uh, the Canucks. Uh, Obviously, I'm going to talk, talk about postseason presser for another the, hour. I'm going to talk about the postseason with you, you dolt. Oh, really? Or I thought maybe you'd want to talk about the postseason presser the Canucks had. The most boring shit a of Canucks all time. The Canucks podcast. Yeah, but how long can we talk about the post, like, what they say in the postseason presser? You don't think people are interested? Not really,
0: no. So they have this press conference where reporters go to to report on what is said in this presser, and then the news goes out across all of British Columbia, and you don't think Canucks fans in any way, shape, or form are interested in that?
1: I don't think it really matters. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about what matters then. The NHL postseason. Okay. Yeah. Who's going to win the Stanley Cup? Yeah, we've already talked about this. Well, I've said it's the the
0: Boston Bruins.
1: You're not going to change on that. I'm not changing on that. All right. They're playing the Toronto Maple Leafs. That series starts game one tomorrow night, which will be tonight by the time this podcast comes out. I guess I would say, and you listen to it. Uh, Already, games are in the books. Some road teams won really nicely. The Columbus Blue Jackets came from behind. They were trailing 3-0 in the first period to the Tampa Bay Lightning and scored four unanswered goals to win the game. Seth Jones scoring the go-ahead goal with, like, three minutes left in the game. It was pretty damn sweet. And Torts kind of looking over the clock, smiling. It was pretty cool. It was yeah. a good moment. It was a good moment, Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, Tortzie, you can pop a smile. Your team just came back from a 3 0 deficit against a team that had a historic regular season. So that was pretty cool seeing that. Uh, the Islanders. Are they going to pull an LA Penguins Kings and, and bounce them out like they, they did to the Canucks in 2012? No, I think Columbus is not going to win the series still, but it was pretty sweet to see a team come from behind, down 3 nothing. And all credit to Torts for not pulling Bobrovsky. How did, he, how did Bobrovsky play? Well, he let in three goals on, like, I don't know, nine shots or something like that. Didn't pull his goalie. The 33% rule. Didn't pull his goalie. Kept him in there. Bobrovsky played well the rest of the game. And the Lightning came back and won. Columbus came back and won. Or Columbus came back and won, yeah. I still think the Lightning are going to win the series. They're... Still superior team and everything, but are they still your cool pick to, to win the Stanley Cup? It. Yeah, I gotta stick with it. I think. Okay, I think I gotta stick with it. Yeah, uh, other like really good game. The game one was the New York Islanders and the Pittsburgh Penguins from NASA Coliseum. Man, that place was rocking. And Matthew Barzal, who we've seen here in the Western Hockey League play quite a few times. He was just flying up and down the ice, man. And he set up the uh, overtime winner really nicely. Who scored it? Uh, Josh Bailey, who actually hit the post with like a second to go in regular time, which would have given them the lead, obviously. Uh, the, The Islanders gave up the lead with a minute 29. Left in the game, you know like, they the were only, up three
0: two. You know who the only Islander I that I picked in the entire
1: hockey pool that we did today, the playoff pool, Josh Bailey. Well, he got the goal to win the game. It was pretty sweet. It was all set up. It was all set up by Barzal, though. Like it's it was highlight real stuff. So was Barzal the best player on the ice? I think he he Nick Letty. Nick Letty was really good too. He was. Keeping pucks in all night, flying all over the place back there. I would say either those two guys uh, were really good. Crosby was really good too. Of course. Who's who's winning that series in your mind? Mm, I I think the Islanders are gonna win it. I do too. Yeah, and I'm watching that series. I'm watching that game, and I'm thinking, man, the Islanders just look like the stronger club. Like from back end all the way to the front. I think they have a better goalie. I think Leonard's better than Murray as well, and. I uh, I'm intrigued by that series though because Malkin and Crosby are so good they can win games by themselves.
0: Yeah, they can put a team on their back,
1: no problems at all. And Crosby almost did in this game. He was flying up and down the ice as well. So, but um, you know the Islanders did some pretty amazing things this year just defensively.
0: Right? They, they're the they're the best defensive team in the NHL by a considerable margin for a while and. I mean, it's the old adage of defense winning championships. As long as your goaltending holds up and you got a good defensive core in front of you, you can go pretty
1: deep. And the Islanders were not a good defensive team before Barry Trotz came in. Yeah. So that's, uh,
0: that's a sign of coaching right they there. They were one of the worst. Yeah. I think they were in the bottom
1: three. Mm-hmm. And they totally flipped that around. Yeah. Uh, another really f- pretty fun game one. They were all fun. They were all, They all came down to the wire. Winnipeg and St. Louis. Winnipeg scored the first goal. Guess who scored? Patrick Laine, eh? guy wow. who's getting just destroyed out there in Winnipeg for not scoring. He's in my pool. I picked him. He scored. But then it was St. Louis the rest of the way, and they won two-one. Interesting. Yeah. So B- Bingington there played really well. St. Louis won, eh? Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. It. Uh, it was. Uh, it was quite interesting because uh, Winnipeg was leading. For most of the game, and then... Who had the better scoring chances? I'd say it was pretty back and forth. Pretty back and forth. Uh, I, I don't know if uh, either team had the, uh, the edge on that one, but... Uh, was Josh Morrissey playing? No, I don't believe he was. Still out? Yeah. Uh, Tarasenko got robbed on a breakaway by, by uh, Hellebuck, too. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. And there's something interesting about that Blues team. They're just – they're very stingy. They're very stingy in their own end. But they were giving up chances. And it was uh, it was fun back and forth, both both teams going, going back and it's forth. It's interesting, like, how bad they were for the first half
0: of the season. And I, I remember saying, like, I thought they had regressed and taken that step back. And one of the big reasons why was when we watched them play early in this season – the the wingers were cheating they weren't defending like they weren't behind the puck when they were in their own zone mm-hmm. and i guess when you have good enough D men come back into the game you you're you give yourself that luxury where you can cheat a bit you know like petrangelo being out was like a major blow to them and and then he comes back and he just stabilizes it back
1: there and then they got a goalie that yeah. they believe in bennington yeah
0: Allen was just like Jekyll and Hyde like in the worst possible way
1: yeah they didn't believe in him at all I remember watching a game on NBC like I would say late December and he was so bad in that game so bad and it didn't matter how many goals they scored because he was going to let in the next one see the backup he's the backup yeah 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 so that's a fun series and then uh, uh, is there a first round series that you're looking forward to the most here That I'm looking forward to the most. I
0: wish I saw that Winnipeg game tonight. That was kind of the one I wanted to see probably the most. I mean, Boston-Toronto is going to be interesting. I think Canucks fans are really um, kind of divided on who they're going to vote for, like who they're going to cheer for in that series. You know, there's a lot of Canucks fans that have problems with the Leafs, uh, mostly because 'cause their media. Toronto's a really fun team to watch, and I even hate to admit that. They're like tons of fun when they get going. But um I think Boston's been a fun team to watch this season too. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to that one. I think that one's going to be pretty cool. Um uh,
1: the other the other game one that happened tonight and it's uh, it's a final now. The Dallas Stars defeated the Nashville Predators 3-2. Miro Heiskanen scored two goals in wow. game. Wow. What yeah. a pick. Yeah. The um rookie rookie defenseman. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think the the Preds are in tough regardless. I don't have much faith in them this year. Really? Yeah.
1: Uh, they look like seemingly the same team as they had last year, right? And yeah. they brought in Mikhail Grandlin. So uh, the Sharks also up on the Knights pretty big here at, uh, after two periods of play. When What's that at? 4-1 after two periods. 4-1, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I think the Knights, when, when that
0: goes back to Vegas, I think that series might go 7. I think the Knights have a really good chance to win that.
1: I got the Sharks still in the Stanley Cup final against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm looking forward to Boston, Toronto. I think it's going yeah. to be fun no matter what. I think It'll it's going to be the funnest. Yeah, it's going to be fun no matter what happens. Yeah, lots of high-end talent on both teams. There.
0: Carolina, Washington will be interesting just to see where Carolina's at. I don't yeah. think they're going to win, yeah. but I just want to see if they, they're getting close to competing with some of the bigger boys. And yeah. that's that's one of the biggest boys in the league, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, it's
1: yeah. a good point. And we'll see how much, like, left in the tank Washington has after, you know, winning the cup last year and then going through this year kind of topsy-turvy kind of thing, you know? Yeah.
0: I think they're kind of like Winnipeg for me. They're, they're just – they weren't – they're saving it for the playoffs. I think both those teams are saving it for the playoffs.
1: Uh, we did talk about who we thought they were going to win the cup. Is there a team that you think could, you know, be a sleeper here? St. Louis. You were saying. Ooh, Siri says you were saying – st louis really st louis yeah i just don't know if they have the horses up front yeah but that yeah. goaltending man that
0: goaltending has come around and and tarasenko has vastly improved since they've improved as well chen you know like everybody forgets about chen and yeah, he's
1: he's, he's a good player yeah so is Jaden schwartz yeah yeah they got some pretty good uh pretty good things going there and they're, they're and, the they're, and team. they're rolling yeah they're the yeah. hottest team hottest team in the nhl uh, the World Cup gets started next month. Elaine Vigneault picked as the head coach for Team Canada. A uh, couple of uh, Canuck players probably going to be in that tournament. Uh, we know that Quinn Hughes is going to be there. Yeah, Marky's in there too. Yeah, we don't know. Do I'm not sure if we know if. Uh, if uh, PD's gonna no, be in Petey there? said he's
0: got to talk it over with his family and everything. See, if you want to watch this Canucks presser, end of the year presser, here you may have go again. you may have had your answer here. Right? Yeah,
1: but it doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. Well,
0: I'm I'm here to help you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's he's not quite there yet. He doesn't know if he's gonna be going yet or not. Troy Stetcher didn't get no. He didn't hear boo. Nothing. So right. Um, Horvat said he's not going. Besser said he's not going. Um, but we could see a guy like Granlin go play for Finland. Um, Tanev, he's in his walking boot right now, but he was
1: approached for playing. Do you for watch Canada the World Championships? Does no. this even matter to you at all? No, little in a little bit. I'm Whether, not. I'm not these, do you want? Do you want to see the Canucks players go wanna, play? But I want I want to. I I like. I follow it. Yeah. I just don't watch it. Do you want to see the Canucks players go play in it? I'd like to
0: see them do well. I mean, Markstrom okay. went there last year and. He played exceptionally well. Horvat it, was on, it an, on the team last year, too, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Nielsen was another guy who actually played in it last year, and he was lights out. And then he came to the Canucks, and he was just not so hot it this seemed, season. It
1: seemed like Tanev was a little upset that he didn't hear boo from Team Canada. No, Tanev heard. Or, sorry, not Tanev. Stetcher. Um, Stetcher, yeah. Yeah. Stetcher, so, uh, too bad for him.
0: Um, even Thatcher Demko may be, may be going. Hmm. Yeah. So that's,
1: that's kind of interesting.
0: Yeah. I think for guys like, for young guys, I feel I feel like it's Demko great.
1: could probably use it. Yeah. Right? For sure he could use it. Yeah. And he played pretty well down the stretch. Finished with a 913 save percentage. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, he's, he's doing, like, they showed some numbers on Thatcher Demko and just how his progression of his goalie has gone as compared to, like, Corey Schneider's progression at the same time. And it's pretty on par. Hmm. So that that and that, I think that interests quite a few people when they saw that. Yeah. So at least I did anyway when I saw it. So, yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So that's good things because a lot of us have thought that Demko's come along pretty slowly. Well, I mean, it's injuries, right? It's yeah. all it is. Yeah. It's getting a puck in the head. It's getting hip
0: surgery. It's just those little things that set guys back. I mean, you, you everybody's thinking a Levy's a bust. No one's seen him play hockey. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be a bust. I think once he's actually able to play, he's going to be fine.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's uh there's this thought process that goes through fans in these in this day and age with so many young players playing professional sports. They want to see him be good right away. They want to see them make a difference right away or else they're labeled that bust, right? Well, there's so many guys jumping in that are young that can do it. Yeah. Right? I saw a poll or something like what who would win? Pick your all stars uh, under twenty one or Boshford's whatever. Poll. Jason. Is that what that Boshford, was? Is that where yeah. I saw it? Yeah. That's where it was. He yeah.
0: created that poll. You know I Or did would was, you take the over
1: thirty one? It was because of what
0: Benning said in the presser, and I know you didn't watch it, but Benning said I did teams, watch the presser. Teams win. I did
1: watch Travis Green and I
0: watched Oh, you did watch it. Yeah, but I didn't but give you, a shit. Did you hear this comment then? Teams win Stanley Cups. When they're around twenty six to did. thirty. I years heard old.
1: I heard Benning say those. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: And then that set off a firestorm in Canuckland. And then Botchford had this facetious kind of Twitter poll that he put up and he said under under twenty or over thirty. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I was surprised. Like people actually said the under twenty team is gonna win. Well, they're ridiculous. Yeah.
1: I like <laughs> they're I don't ridiculous. I don't get that at all. They're absolutely ridiculous. And I think what Benning meant by that was the average age of Yeah, the he team. did. He That's... didn't mean the average player. Yeah. Yeah, so come on. Let's not take that literally here. Canucks Twitter. If you're a real thing. You're on there. Am I, though? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so anything else you wanted to go over? Uh, Joel Quinville. Yeah, coach Q, I guess he's going to be the head coach of the Florida Panthers.
0: How do you see that going?
1: Dale Talon being the GM doesn't surprise. There's obviously a relationship there. I think it's going to go fine. Yeah, I think coach Q's a pretty good player. They got a lot of talent there. Coach Coach Q. <laughs> he's a pretty good coach. Yeah. Yeah. You said he was a player. All right. Whatever. <laughs>
0: I have another beer. Art
1: Coach Q's a pretty good coach, and uh, they got a lot of top end talent there. We'll see what happens in net though. Roberto Luongo, if he's gonna come back or if that was it for him, it's a good question. Yeah, I think that's uh, something to look for. Look, look, look at because Roberto Luongo is kind of he's a larger than life figure, right? He's entertaining no matter what.
0: You think he's going on IR? Maybe. I think he's going on IR. You think so, hey? Yeah, I don't think the Canucks are gonna eat that. I think so. Because if he retires, the Canucks are eating you know, quite a bit of uh, money as f- as far as pertaining to their cap. Yeah. I think he'll go on IR and just kind of live there for a while.
1: Yeah. Who knows what he has going on <laughs> in his life there with his family and everything like that. He's home and cooled out in Florida, right? Yeah. So that'll be interesting to but, watch. But you happens. think Coach Cranville is going to turn that team around instantly?
0: You think they're going to make playoffs next year?
1: I don't know, but just right away turning them around or anything. But
0: they could be a playoff team for sure. Prediction playoffs next year. No, uh,
1: yeah, sure. Players. Yeah. Yeah. I'll Interesting. Playoffs. They, do playoffs, yeah. Yeah, they do have Parkoff. Yeah, he's they do have Huberto. Yeah, those guys are really good players. Could you imagine? And Blads good too.
0: Could you imagine if they didn't give away guys like Marcia so
1: Yeah, it would be. Uh, they'd they'd be pretty decent. And they had Hoffman there. And Smith, he's a pretty good player. Riley too. Smith. Yeah, they gave up Riley Smith, but they got some good other good players on that team still. Who's that defenseman they have on their team that's really good as well? The Russian kid? Not Ekblad, the, uh, the Russian kid. What's his name? It'll bother me here. Uh, Sveshnikov? Not. No, he's he's the, he's the, <laughs> he's the forward for the, the rookie forward for the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, there you that's go. That's the other name that I couldn't get a few weeks back on Between the Stammers. I don't know, it starts with a Z. I'll find it at some point. Good. But they got some good – they got they got some really good pieces on that team. So, so you
0: yeah. think they could make it next year? Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. I'm skeptical.
1: skeptical.
0: I'm skeptical because of Talon more so than anything.
1: What's your problem with Talon?
0: I think he's a shitty GM. Really? Yeah.
1: Because of giving away those players?
0: I think because of giving away those players, yeah. the way he's been canning coaches, like it's going out of style. Like think of the coaches that he got rid of. He got rid of Gallant like two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Right, Glenn goes over to Vegas, takes him to the Stanley Cup. Dad and off, that's who I oh, again, that. he Dandenoff. Yeah, he's yeah, good. He yeah, he's good. all right. Yeah, he's he's he can play.
1: Yeah, and uh, so that was going to bother me. So I'm happy about that.
0: Great job, Art.
1: Thank you. You know, uh, he had he has 70 points in 82 games. Yeah, that's not shabby.
0: That's not too bad. I wish uh, <laughs> I wish there was a Canuck <laughs> defenseman out there that. Hey, may, we might have one next year. Yeah, so that's that's a pretty good point. Tony. They gotta fix that power way. play.
1: Yeah, uh, that's pretty much all I had for this uh, week of between the stammers. That's great. Is there anything you wanted to add, Caleb?
0: No, I think I'm done tonight, Art. Are but uh, thanks for having me.
1: Where can we find you? You can
0: find me @curman23 on Twitter.
1: I didn't have you. You're part of this podcast. You had me, if anything. Thanks for having me, Art. Thanks for having me, Caleb. You're welcome. You can find me at Art Aronson. You can email us at betweenthestammers at gmail.com. Yes. Yeah, because there's been so many emails to that email. Yeah. So it'd be nice to get a few more. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: We out? I don't know right, out? I'm out. All right, I'm out.